This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. Spilled Milk is brought to you by Kurgo, the stuff that helps you go to the places you want to go with your dog. Go to kurgostore.com slash milk to get 30% off dog harnesses, collars, boots, coats, leashes, and car seat covers today. That's K-U-R-G-O store.com slash milk. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Today, we are talking about sour cream. And I'm a little bit nervous about this episode. Because I'm not sure, how did we get, how did we come up with this idea? Because sour cream is not something that I eat very often. dreading eating sour cream, like, off a spoon, like I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to do today, since we decided to do this episode. Well, that's why we have this potato between us. <laughs> um, so that so that we wouldn't have to just eat the sour cream straight. And I, I got an email this morning from, from my sister-in-law, Wendy, um, suggesting that if we're going to taste a bunch of sour cream, we should taste it on frozen french fries, which was a really Wait, good idea. Wait, still frozen? No, 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 no. Oh. Like cooked, like on you know French fries. Oh, so um, th- th- is that like the 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 lazy man's baked potato? Yeah, and uh, and that seemed like a really good idea, but but by the time I got the idea, it was too late to go get some frozen French fries. So sorry. Okay, well we're gonna eat a baked potato, which oh, yeah. this is this is the way that most Americans encounter sour cream. Sure, on a baked potato. But I have to say, I grew up kind of being a little bit scared of sour cream, and I, because I grew up in the eighties, we always had cottage cheese in our fridge. I think of this as like an 80s diet food. Oh, absolutely. And I loved baked potatoes with cottage cheese. I think that sounds terrifying. And <laughs> like, see, I think I, I still have this uh, long, st- I have this long standing aversion that, you know, I have not by any means fully gotten over to things that are cold, creamy and savory. Like hmm. that, that in general just kind of skews me out. Like ranch dressing, like I love cool ranch Doritos, but ranch dressing, no thanks. Okay. Um, and I don't know, I can't think of any other examples, but you know what I mean. Okay. What about yogurt in savory applications? Well, like if it's, if it's like cooked into a curry or something, or what if like, it's like a raita? I knew you were going to say that. I, I'm fine with a raita. Okay. So great. That's, okay. that's as close as I get. Okay. Well, let's just dive right into this. Okay. Yeah. This let's get this over with. This show that's going to happen today. <laughs> 
Okay, so we have purchased three different brands of uh, full fat sour cream. I feel like I should say that Matthew and I, you know, in case you haven't noticed, we're big believers in full fat dairy. There is none of this fat-free or low-fat sour cream BS here today. Yes, Wendy actually said, unprompted in the email, like, if you had mentioned on the show that fat-free sour cream is an abomination, like, that would be your good deed for the day. Yeah, I think that fat-free sour cream is pretty much skim milk with a whole bunch of gums in it. Yeah. To give it body. Some, like, some trident. Some bubblicious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's whatever they found. Okay. Great. <laughs> Pre chewed. Let's start eating. Great. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, should we start with uh, Daisy Brand? Let's Sa- start with Daisy Brand. Are we going to start just by eating these? I don't know. Um, does any, well, nobody does that. Nobody does that. I bet some people do that. They don't want to talk about it. They, uh, do, do you have any strawberries? No. Oh, we could do the the old strawberries, like dipped in sour cream, cream and, brown and brown sugar, sugar thing. Yes. Yeah. What? Now wait. What would you have said if I'd said yes? We do have strawberries in October. I would have totally scorned you See? and stopped being. That was friend. like I. No, you put me in a total bind. Okay. So let's look at this. This doesn't look as horrifying as I expected. No. So there are two things that I like. You know, without having tried it yet, just off the bat about Daisy sour cream. Um, number one, uh, it is made with. It has one ingredient. It has no oh, binders is, or gums or as anything. As it should it is, be, my uh, friends. Cultured cream and nothing else. What and. What is sour cream, Matthew? I feel like this is a good time to talk about what is sour cream. This, this on this sour cream episode, that does seem like a good time to talk about what is sour cream. So we've, there are all these fermented milk products, and you know, I feel like I understand a little bit about what makes them different. So, like, you know, what's di- the difference between like sour cream and yogurt and creme fraiche? So, so the main differences between th- these things are like what, like what type of dairy product do you start with? Is it cream or is it milk? or, uh, you know, butter at what, at what culture do you put in? Like what mix of bacteria okay. and then at what temperature do you incubate it? Do you wow. ferment it? So I believe sour cream, you know, it starts with cream. So it's got a lot of fat. You use some, <laughs> some sour cream oriented culture and then, and, uh, you ferment it at a pretty warm temperature. Oh, this, this Daisy brand sour cream is gorgeous. It it's really got, is. It's, it's got, got a, a little bit of a grainy look to mm-hmm. it, but a really nice texture. It's, it's like softly whipped whipped cream. Let's just kinda, eat it. Okay. That's really good. It's really good, but the, the, I agree with you. Like, there's this, um, I have to really struggle with some savory dairy products because it has such a dairy flavor. Yeah. Which is wonderful. That's what you want in a sour cream. But boy, I don't, I don't know that I like eating it off a spoon. No, I mean, I wouldn't do it again. Now, we're going to get to, there. there is a way that I think I'm going to enjoy eating it off a spoon. We're going to get to that in a little bit. Okay. Hey, so should we now eat the daisy on the baked potato? Yeah, let's try it on the baked potato. Do we want salt? Uh, here, you put some on your baked potato. I'm, taking, I'm okay. taking the bigger potato. That's that's the kind of friend you are. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'll take the bigger slice of cake. <laughs> you know. It definitely needed salt. This potato definitely needed butter. Yeah. Mm, but that is really nice. I get that. We should, like, continue opening and tasting sour creams as we go. But, like, mm-hmm. what, are, what are other things that people put sour cream on? And I say people because I don't. <laughs> um, okay. People put sour cream on nachos. Oh, yeah. And I think that is a really nice thing. I love the combination of, like, hot cheese and cool sour cream. I think that's one of the beauties of sour cream. You usually use it on something that's hot. 
theoretically, I can appreciate that idea. I, I think that's like that that uh, temperature contrast may be part of what skews me out of it. I have a lot of issues. I didn't realize I had so many issues God, until we started doing this You're show. Exhausting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am. I I can't even handle being around myself sometimes. <laughs> um, so I, I I know that it's good on chili. Like mm-hmm. it's uh, in a burrito, like a taco. Like I think in any, Even any like of these, a, like a pureed vegetable soup, like yeah. a little dollop of that. Uh, it's also a great thing to bake with. I believe that Amanda Hesser's wonderful almond cake uses sour cream. I don't know that recipe. Oh my god, it's so good. Why haven't you brought it over? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, okay, I, hold on. I'm going to taste the next kind. Okay, what do we got? So this is Organic Valley organic sour cream. Let's see what's in it, shall we? Where is the Organic Valley located? This this has, so this is more specific. This has cultured pasteurized, oh, cultured pasteurized non-fat milk, organic pasteurized cream, acidophilus and bifocus cultures, and microbial enzyme. So basically it's got, you know, the good bacteria plus cream plus non-fat milk. Do you think that's non-fat milk powder? Does it have less fat per serving than the daisy? For two tablespoons, we've got five grams here. Same as this one. I don't, so it might... Yeah. Do you think the non-fat milk is just like powder form to give it body? I think they have to say powder, gross. though, if it's powder. That's gross. Organic okay, let's, Valley, let's try. Maybe it's Organic fine. Organic Valley, make, make, make sour cream with cream. Ooh. Hmm. Oh. Oh. Nope. I don't like that. Ooh. It's, it's like funky in a bad way. Funky in a really bad way. God, why are we doing this show in the morning? I don't this is know. making my stomach turn. <laughs> I have so much other stuff to do today, but like I just I'm gonna have to lie down. Uh, I need to eat a bite of potato yeah. to make that go away. Ugh. I'm I'm glad that we've determined that that there are clearly some real differences here. I was I was kind of afraid they were all gonna all taste the same. This is too funky. It's very yogurty and not in a way that I want. Yeah, it's not – I don't think the flavors are necessarily bad. It's just, like, unexpected and, like, you know, it just doesn't have the, the purity of the daisy. hmm <laughs> The purity of the daisy. <laughs> Matthew, would you like to stir up the next one? Which um, bills yeah. itself as tastiest, richest, creamiest. Dairy okay, gold. Okay, so this is dairy gold. Oh, boy, this one's got a, a laundry list of ingredients. Oh, boy, I'm curious here. Okay, so cultured milk and cream, whey, modified cornstarch, sodium Ooh. phosphate, carrageenan, calcium sulfate, locust bean gum, guar gum, and potassium sorbate to protect freshness. It, it has um, sort of an unpleasant stiffness. Could yeah. that be from all the gums? Oh, it could be. <laughs> oh, Matthew, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do <laughs> We're it. We're almost done. This is like when I'm getting the tangles out of June's hair in the bathtub, yeah. and she's like, almost done. Almost done. <laughs> oh. Almost done? Soon? Oh. <laughs> done soon? <laughs> this is making me cry. I'm very vulnerable in the morning. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Tastes like whipped cream. I, can't, I, I, I like that better than the, than the Organic Valley one because it doesn't have that weird funkiness to it. It doesn't have much flavor at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can see why um, people who don't like a lot of flavor and just want sort of creaminess... People who who aren't looking for like a uh, like a big round creamy dairy flavor, but they want the creaminess. <laughs> you try like sour cream it. from the big round creamy dairy. That's the best. Um, <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah, I mean this one. This one's kind of inoffensive. Yeah, it's inoffensive. Um, I, I, I don't think I want to do any more potato. <laughs> <laughs> no more potato. 
Are you feeling ill? You know what I'm really scared of? I'm really scared of tasting the creme fraiche. Uh, yeah, we have like we have like three more creamy things that we have to taste. Oh, uh, you know we let's talk list, about creme fraiche, listeners. We do this all for you, so I hope you appreciate it. Ugh. This episode is brought to you by Homesteady Podcast, which is a fun podcast about uh, homesteading hunting, fishing, growing, raising livestock. Uh, it's pretty amazing. We've, uh, we've listened to a couple of episodes. Um, the, uh, the creator of Homesteady and the proprietor of Squash Hollow Farm in Connecticut is Austin Martin, who mm-hmm. is a, a, a spilled milk listener, and he wanted us to tell you about his show. And I'm here to report that even as city folk, which uh, Matthew and I are, I listened to the show and found myself really captivated. Like I, I both learned a tremendous amount yeah. about um, about like raising animals, about like the role that food plays uh, in our lives. And you know, it doesn't mean I'm going to go out and raise pigs, but I really enjoyed listening to the show. Yeah, so I listened to an episode about egg laying chickens, which uh, made me not want to do that, but it was fascinating. <laughs> I listened to a show about raising chickens for meat, and it yeah. kind of made me want to do that. Yeah, that I, I agree. That was that was a really good episode. Um, I think that would be a great episode for people to start with, um, mm-hmm. and we'll we'll link to that uh, from uh, from the SpilledMilkPodcast dot com site. Um, it was about how. His family uh, does not buy any meat. They get all of their meat uh, through hunting and raising meat on their farm. And, uh, you know, these are these are things that I have literally no experience with whatsoever. And I found it fascinating. Yeah, I feel like Austin is a really real and, and relatable person. And he's a wonderful storyteller. Most of what I know about farming, I learned listening to the Homesteady podcast. <laughs> um, and yet I felt like I could I could totally relate uh, to you the kind totally of stuff that they now. get. Yeah. You can hang Oh yeah, no. Now I know all about farming. I'm a total expert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Homesteady. Mm-hmm. So uh, we will uh, we will link to um, the show and a couple of uh, recommended episodes from SpilledMilkPodcast.com. But you can find it at uh, ThisIsHomesteady.com or search for Homesteady on iTunes or Stitcher. It's a terrific show. Enjoy it. All right. So what is Crème Fresh? Well. Basically, it is a lot like sour cream. It's usually a little less sour and a little richer tasting. And isn't it higher in fat? Yeah, it's more French. How, so I, <laughs> how does it get higher in fat when so it's just made from cream? I think it's higher in fat because um, of two reasons. Um, so like these, these sour creams, all of them, uh, except maybe the daisy, have been diluted with a little bit of milk. So we're not starting with like quite 36% fat cream. And the creme fraiche that I made, I, I made my own creme fraiche, people. Oh, my God. Matthew. I made it from uh, Fresh Breeze Organic Cream, which Ooh, yeah. is 40% fat. So that's like that's like as high as it gets. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm as high as it gets. Should we go ahead and talk about how you made your own creme fraiche? Oh, please. Let's talk about it. I uh, There seems to be literally one creme fraiche recipe, uh, not even a recipe, a method that uh, if you Google how to make creme fraiche, it will come up over and over. It is... One cup of cream, two tablespoons of buttermilk. You stir the buttermilk in. You let it sit at room temperature for a day or so until it's uh, clearly thickened but still just, like, slightly pourable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you refrigerate it. Cool. Okay. Um, and let's let's taste it and uh, and see how it differs from the sour cream. It may have, like, a skin on the top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It has a skin on the top. I think this is the way it used to look back in the olden days. Whoa. Oh my god! It's like I'm gonna puke. <laughs> oh, my god. oh my god! But 
But in the right context, it would be good, right? This is the thing. I know I'm supposed to love creme fraiche. Oh. Mm-hmm. But it almost always makes me want to hurl. Well, it's, it's, it's so dairy. It's, yeah, it's cheesy. It's very cheesy. You know, the way that I like using it best is in, in sort of a diluted form, like putting a little bit in cream. <laughs> in, when in you, the sense that you have to dilute yourself before eating it? <laughs> putting a little bit in cream and then whipping it. So you get a whipped cream that's got a little bit of a, like a, just sort of depth of flavor, a little sourness to it. You're right. Straight, this is, this is too much. Straight, this makes me want to die. Uh, all what right. would you do with that? I don't know. I'm going to put it back in the fridge and pretend I'm going to do something with it. And then in a few days, I'm going to throw it out. Oh, maybe, you know, maybe your wife would bake something with it. Like, I'm pretty sure you could put that in something. Yes. So I, I'm not, I'm not saying I would use the creme fraiche for this necessarily, but I was going to mention when you said using sour cream in baking, um, that, uh, there is this awesome cooks illustrated recipe called individual coffee cakes. I believe it can be found in the book. The quick oh, recipe, sour cream or possibly possibly baking illustrated. I will figure that out and and let you know. But it's it's like uh, individual size sour cream coffee cakes with like streusel oh. uh, baked in baked in a muffin tin, so they're like cupcake sized, and then you put a little drizzle of glaze on top. So great. Mm. I believe I'm going to be having those for breakfast tomorrow. Oh yes, I think I might go home and make that Amanda Hesser um, almond cake. And then you'll come back and bring me some. Yes. Um, the other thing that I feel like I should say about sour cream is that people like to use it as a cheesecake topping. I'm glad you mentioned that. Mm-hmm. So my uh, my mom has is a is a proponent of this. I think it's terrific. Like sweetened sour cream cheesecake topping is like it, it seems like I don't don't like it. You don't like it? Mm-mm. I love it. I, I think it's I think it's a wonderful counterpoint to the to the sweetness of the cheesecake. It's like got a different dairy flavor. It all comes together. Does your really mom nicely make a cheesecake me. that has this on top? Oh, absolutely. So, Could Judy, please, will you make that cheesecake and give me some? And and give me some too. Yes. <laughs> um, so here's the thing. I, I in preparing, I'm glad we did this episode, despite how painful it's been so far, because <laughs> it enabled me to crack a cold case. You know how. On TV and in mm-hmm. detective novels, they're always like going and digging back into cold cases, and like the chief Speaking is like, of "Which OMG? Have you watched? Did you hear me say OMG? I just heard that <laughs> it's on tape. <laughs> um, have you watched True Detective? No, I haven't. I've oh, heard it's you amazing. Have to. It's like it's got it's like really a like good. a like a is it Matthew McConaughey? And who's the other one? Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Okay. Usually, I'm not a big Matthew McConaughey fan, but. I like Matthew he's kind of He's kind of gaunt in this, and he's such a wonderful actor, and I really want to do him in the um, show. I like how kind of gaunt he is. I may watch it for different reasons, but <laughs> um, yeah, no, I I, uh, I thought he was great in that Lawyer movie. Did you see The Lincoln Lawyer? No. He's really good, kind of sleazy, like, you know, like like a, a, a greasy lawyer. Good movie. Anyway, uh, he was great in Dazed and Confused. Let's. Thanks for listening to our Matthew McConaughey episode. <laughs> what was I even talking about? I, okay, I cracked a cold case. Oh. You know how like like the chief was telling me like stop working on that cold case. Like you're wasting the department's time and money. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, you know, get the hell out of my office. Got it. I love. It. There's no character, a stock character, I love more than the angry police chief. Anyway. I, I still don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay, this is the cold case. Wow. I'm, I'm one of America's most gifted storytellers. Like, uh, This American Life, you've got my number. Um, <laughs> okay, go on. I'm, I'm a regular um, uh, Mike Burbiglia. <laughs> okay. Oh, I love Mike Burbiglia. I do, too. Uh, 
Here's this. This was the mystery. I had this memory of my mom giving me for a treat sweetened sour cream, like off a spoon, like, you know, to be enjoyed as you would a pudding. And I thought this was awesomely delicious. And but but like, you know, I remember this is like one of my earliest memories when I was like, you know, five years old. Are we going to make this today? We are going to make this today. But the case I cracked, which it was like, why? Where did she get this idea? And why was she doing this? It was the byproduct of making the sour cream topping for the cheesecake. You know, she had some extra sour cream topping. Let's spoon it into this kid's mouth. Smart move. Oh, I love your mom. Um, Yeah. I mean, it was like it was like, you know, the equivalent of licking the beater. And, and like, yeah, I was so excited when I figured this out last night. Great. Okay. And then confirmed it with my, with my mom. It's, it's, it's truth. I cracked the case. The, the chief and I will be downtown receiving medals. <laughs> Great. I'm not sure who the chief is in this scenario. Okay. So we are back uh, with the, um, remember, remember when I cracked that cold case? Yes. And won't stop talking about it? Yes, go on. Uh, okay, so we've got some uh, sour cream topping like you would put on a cheesecake. Okay. It's a uh, quarter cup of sour cream with one tablespoon of uh, powdered sugar. Oh, powdered sugar. Right. I was wondering about that because I, th- I was imagining like if you used granulated sugar, it would be kind of grainy and use powdered sugar. Ah, cool. Um, so uh, let's Did try you, it. And you use the dairy sour cream. Uh, I mean, the Daisy. Daisy. <laughs> <laughs> I was supposed to do that vegan sour cream. Oh, Pretty good, good right? Yeah, that's, that's like, pretty good. You should you should go home and spoon some of this into your kid's mouth. Mm-hmm. That'll teach her to back sass. It only makes me want to barf a little bit. <laughs> Great, that's <laughs> that's on your on your uh, your roster of like rankings. That's that's pretty much the highest, right? <laughs> yeah. Um. No. Th- what it does is it it sort of tempers the the funky um sort of finish of sour cream. Yes, gag me, but only with a demi tasse spoon. <laughs> Okay. Um, You know, we shouldn't forget to mention that sour cream is like the classic thing on chili and stews. Yes, but also um, like as a topping for for chili and stews, but also like if you make a like a goulash or Mm. paprikash or beef stroganoff, like all all those things have sour cream as an ingredient. And sometimes you like temper the sour cream, which is kind of fun. Have you ever Mm -hmm, done this mm -hmm, where you mm -hmm. you stir a little bit of hot uh, broth? you know, stewing liquid in your, into the sour cream uh, so it doesn't curdle and then you pour it all in and, and whisk it all up. Uh, that's, that's a use of sour, sour cream that I unconditionally support. You know, um, there's a recipe that I once found in Gourmet Magazine and I made it for a New Year's Eve a few years ago. I think I wrote about it on my blog and it does a similar thing with creme fraiche. It's basically like um, a really elegant sort of fish stew. Um, you make a fish broth and then you kind of enrich it with creme fraiche and you, I think you serve that with like sort of just chunks of fish in it and scallops. That sounds good. It's really delicate with some chives on top. It's so good. Anyway, that's a use for creme fraiche. Similar. (laughs) Okay. Great. Um, I can't, I can't think of any other uses for any of these things because my brain feels like a big lump of quivering over thick and sour cream. Uh, is there anything else we're supposed to talk about? No, let's just finish this. Can this, yeah, can this day be over? It's only 9.32 a.m. Oh, boy, the things, the things we do. The things we do for you. What, what do you think is a topic that, that, could, that would be even worse than this? I mean, like, if we did an egg salad episode, <sighs> sure, that would be worse for me. Uh, for me, um, I, so I don't like, um, like, 
cold meat jelly. And I know we did that sweetened oh, meat like, jelly yeah. on one of our junk food episodes. Which you refused to taste. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, like even when I roast a chicken and then maybe I cut it up into parts and put it in the fridge, the next day when I go to pull the parts out and there's like jellied chicken stuff on there, I know I'm supposed to be psyched about that, that that's like flavorful and whatever, but I just want to gag. But are you supposed to be psyched about it like that you're going to eat it in its no. jellied form? No, I don't think so. No, but, no. But at the same time, like, you know, aspics, that was like a big thing at one time, it's, right? It was never a big thing with me. Uh, I mean, I think it was a big thing, like, mainly before we were born. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, okay. So let's definitely do that meat jelly episode. <laughs> Good idea. I'm going to put it on the list. Uh, we'll crack. Well, that's, it's it's basically like, like a cold what? case from, from our past. Yes. Okay. Well, uh, we'll keep thinking about this. You, you let us know if, based on listening to prior episodes you can think of things that matthew and i would be revolted to do in a full that is a good idea and i wish you hadn't said it (laughs) no no i uh yeah i would like to hear this weekend we will feel free to uh, ignore any and all suggestions i think that 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 our listeners often remember old episodes of this show better than we do and so i think they're going to be able to piece together things that we hate no can i tell you how many times i've had this conversation someone says oh you host a podcast a food podcast like what uh what are some things you've talked about on the show and you're like like, "Uh, yeah and then i go then i run away Mm -hmm. Okay, well, let's wrap this up. Yeah, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. No, that's not how we start. Uh, You can find (laughs) us online at SpilledMilkPodcast.com, where we'll post, uh, I don't know, try and find a link to that coffee, individual coffee cakes recipe, anything else important that we're going to link to. I don't know. <laughs> thanks for thanks for helping out. Uh, no you can, problem. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash build milk podcast. Uh, you can find us on iTunes. You probably already found us there. Uh, you can you can leave us say uh, a review. Like um, I I felt almost as sick as they did listening to this episode. And until next time, uh, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk, the show that only makes you want to puke a little bit. I'm Matthew Amster Burton. I'm Molly Weisenberg. <laughs> That's still my foot. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Town Place Suites by Marriott. Whether you're traveling for work or just enjoying a relaxing week away, Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the comforts of home. Yeah, and if you're a spilled milk listener, we bet that sometimes you want to cook when you travel. And Town Place Suites by Marriott has a Weber grill on the patio. They've got a microwave, dishwasher, stovetop, full-size refrigerator. You are good to go. In other words, Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the amenities you need to feel at home during your stay. Find the comforts of home at Town Place Suites. Go there with Marriott Bonvoy.